Welcome everyone, you are listening to Crunch, a podcast by award-winning New Zealand PR agency, HMC. Crunch stands for Crucial Conversations Over Lunch. These are bite-sized discussions for business leaders that you can easily digest over your lunch hour. Could be your morning routine, wherever you happen to be listening to your favorite podcast. Crunch tackles a variety of topics to help business leaders build their knowledge in strategic communication and public relations. I'm your host, Mark Hunter, and it's my privilege to welcome you into Crunch. Today's topic of conversation is TikTok. I know nothing about TikTok. I've never been on TikTok. I know more about the planet Mars and TikTok, but a lot of people are on it and actually it exploded during the COVID period. I think when people were in lockdown mode, right, and especially the young people, it was just the go-to app. It exploded, I think, about 180% over that short year, year and a half period of time. So today we're going to talk about what it is, should businesses think about using it, and if they were thinking about using it, how would you use it? And what sort of businesses might use it? I am not qualified to talk about this, but I have guests here who are. Uh, so I'd like to welcome to um, Crunch a couple of ladies from Hamilton Central Business Association. We have Vanessa Williams. Vanessa, you are the general manager. Vicky, you are the marketing manager. All Correct. Right. Okay. And I know that you know lots about TikTok because the Hamilton Business Central Business Association has been leaning heavily into it. So we're gonna we're gonna tap into that. So welcome, ladies. Uh, we also have from the award-winning PR company HMC, we've got Jamie Batters, who is the digital content creator. And I know that you are, I think what they call the digital native, right? You could call me that, Mark. Okay. So we've got people who can talk to us about these things. Let's just start by assuming that people out there are like me, that there are some people, they know their business really well, but they don't know a lot about TikTok. So for someone who's never been on it, how would you describe what it is? What's TikTok? So I'm going to jump in there and say I'm probably getting a bit more credit for knowing something about TikTok that I probably don't. <laughs> um, so uh, when we were looking at potentially going into seeing if TikTok would be beneficial for us, we were looking at it very much as knowing that it was something that could target a particular audience. So we knew it was social media that was, you know, geared toward perhaps a younger audience than our current social media channels that we have. So clearly we have a, a big following on Facebook and Instagram and it, it felt like a natural progression, if you like, to look at TikTok and see additionally who we could capture in that. But uh, apart from the... Um, odd dance that I have done with my teenage daughter on TikTok, on her channel, not on mine. I don't actually have one. Um, so I would say my knowledge is a little bit restricted in terms of knowing how the platform works, hence the introduction of HMC and uh, Jamie to help us with that. All right. So again, I, I've never been on it. Mm -hmm. I know Facebook, hard to go on that as well. Mm -hmm. Instagram, same. But how is it different from those other platforms? Okay. Yeah, no, Vanessa's right about um, TikTok is sort of a younger extension of the social platforms that we have on offer to us now. But if you look at TikTok, at the basics of it, it's a short form video app. So essentially users have an endless scroll of little bits of content from anywhere in the world. And the app started off where it would be sort of 30 seconds of um, content and now it goes all the way up to 10 minutes. So the platform's definitely grown with the audience. And I guess the big change with TikTok is that 
gone are the days of where you have to search and curate to make your feed. TikTok just does it for you now. And that could be based off how long you spend looking at a video, how quickly you like a video. If you consider um, leaving a comment, they pick up all of that and then they create this really niche feed that's for you and you only. So that would be my best description. All right. Vicky, do you want to add anything? I think, yeah, just that whole moving into the video side as well has been really good for not only TikTok channel but our other channels, feeding it through there. And, um, yeah, it's just a, another platform that we can use to showcase our central city. All right. Why don't we step into that? Because at some point you weren't using it. You were using probably the standard Facebook, I think, actually, Vanessa, you mentioned Facebook and Instagram or whatever. You've decided to get into TikTok. So tell me about the decision. What prompted you to go into this platform? Uh, so I think it's very much around knowing that as a um, central city, we have to be attractive to a variety of people and age groups and interests. And uh, so when Vicky and I were talking through about, you know, which audiences we were targeting various things to, we felt that we didn't really have a channel or a good channel that targeted a younger audience. But one of the key things that we uh, do get feedback on around Hamilton is that younger people are wanting things to do. Mindful of that, we were wanting ways to then go, well, okay, rather than just saying, you know, what's there to do? Well, there's nothing to do. Here's some things that might be of interest and actually curate those in a way that was engaging and also that showed more than one thing. That was really key for us because obviously we represent a huge amount of businesses. Uh, We've got a number of sectors, so that's everyone from retail to hospital to, you know, events, professional services. And we just really wanted to make sure we had the best way to engage a large audience, showcase a large amount of what we would consider product. So TikTok seemed a a very natural progression on what we had already been doing with uh, Facebook and Instagram in particular. All right. So just picking up on what you said before, Jamie. So when you say showcasing products and all the myriad things that you could discuss, we're talking about moving images. This is purely video content, right? Correct. There's nothing written down. TikTok doesn't do writing, eh? Well, you can do video and a little bit of writing. Mm. You're limited to about uh, 2,200 characters on your caption, um, but that's not really where people are looking. What we've done um, is, as Vanessa said, there is just such a broad range of people and places and experiences that we could cover. Our sort of style is we do compilation videos. We go have a common theme, for example, perhaps we'll do a street or we'll do retail or we'll do a specific type of food. And we use a bunch of bite-sized clips and we compile into one with a voiceover. And we really use this narrative throughout all of our videos to show our offerings while also keeping people interested and interested in our sort of personality that we have going on. Um, So for us, we lean into the voiceover and we lean into really eye-capturing visuals. Okay. I think one of the key things is that personality aspect. You know, having the opportunity to do these short-form compilation videos sort of allows a bit of flavour or essence of different people to be shown. It's been great to be able to you know, one, have that as a resource and promote it. And um, two, just feel a little bit cool at our age to be able to say <laughs> we're on TikTok. <laughs> they are very although, cool. Although not fronting it no. ourselves. And also getting the feedback, isn't it? Like mm. the um, comments and the interaction and seeing how people are really enjoying seeing that footage and places okay. and spaces they may not have seen before either. Yeah. Um, speaking about feedback, so it sounds like a very, very dynamic 
platform. So you put something out there, there's feedback, not in real time so much. Well, maybe it is real time. A bit. How does that shape and has that shaped the kind of content you put out there? Yeah, we definitely look at each time a new video goes up of how it's um, performed. For us, um, we do get the comments. Uh, so they, you know, very clear. Oh, I love this video so much. I never knew about this place or I really enjoy your content. So we get that in the literal sense and we go, okay, great. You know, let's do more of this. The other feedback that we sort of get and we move from is like our views, our engagement, how many saves or shares that we've received. So for us, sometimes we, and Vicky and I have talked about this, we think we're going to have these amazing videos that are going to blow up because the last one did so well because, you know, we doing all the right things but actually that's not the case we might get a drop in views or we might get an increase in views and we go okay noted carry that forward so it's like an inadvertent feedback that we get from the app Mm. um, and that's really guided the way that we shape our videos for us the compilations really work because people just want breadth of services and ideas Um, so that's what we roll with and we add a touch every time something a bit different And I think the other thing too is that for every video that gets those thousands of views, the thousands of views we wouldn't have had from that platform, you know, otherwise if we didn't have it. Mm. And I do think that also with the feedback, we've been able to see what does resonate and um, like you were saying, use that information to guide us forward. But uh, it's very interesting how how much people want to see people. And it's something that we've talked about a lot, that often people are quite interested in the people behind the businesses or the fact that they might know somebody in the business. So it's really cool to see in the commentary people recognising who's in the video and making some mm. comment, you know, great mm. to see the found girls there mm. or, you know, awesome, my favourite barista. And again, it's, it's just really great public feedback to have yeah. that other people are seeing and, and having that acknowledgement. Yeah. And it's real and it's relatable, you know, to mm, people. Yeah. Mm. And that's that sort of community curation that, especially when people have the option to do a big shop down the other end and go um, to a mall, that's actually part of the point of difference of the city is that there is a really thriving community of creatives and professionals. And that was something that we found is how really tight-knit the community is here and I've had lots of friends who have watched the videos and gone oh I never knew about that cafe and oh he looks like such a personality and that's been like a whole nother thing that we've found from them. So it really works well for the business association and listening to us now there's just a range of businesses lawyers there'll be pharmaceutical companies that are part of this listening to the podcast and let's just pretend that I am running one of those companies right I'm a business manager and I've I, I may be familiar with TikTok, but I have no idea whether this is going to suit me. Is this platform right for me? So can we talk about who this is good for and as well, who might it not be good for? You mentioned, Jamie, before for a younger audience, and I have looked up some stats. Yeah, 25% of listeners or people on podcast and 10 to 19. But then there's also 22% are 30 to 39, 20% 40 to 49. But who should consider it? When it comes to business leaders who want to jump on the platform, do your research. Vanessa and Vicky had a really thoughtful approach to the platform. And is your audience on TikTok? TikTok, although it is a younger app and it started that way, it is progressively getting older. And there are a lot of people, I know my mum's on TikTok, mum, you're not old, but it's a changing demographic. So think about it, think how that aligns with your plan as a business and go from there. But when it comes to, okay, you're on the platform, you've taken the jump, I would not recommend just doing one one video and leaving it and 
coming back to it a couple months later, it does require commitment because that's the nature of the app. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be our big, you know, gutsy videos that um, we see sometimes. It's as much as, hey, this is a person in our team. They're an expert and let's just chat to them for 30 seconds, a minute, or hey, look at our amazing space. It doesn't require heaps of heavy lifting, but it does require consistency. And that's something Vanessa and Vicky have uh, invested a lot of time in as well, is saying, no, we want this to succeed and we want people to use this as a resource uh, to explore our city. So let's take the time and really populate our page with value. And I think that's been the point of difference for their page as a business. With a, a lawyer or, you know, a professional service hat on, which you may think is probably not so targeted toward TikTok, I think that there's certain things that the audience would be beneficial to see on TikTok. You would have to think through how you do this as, a, mm. as an ongoing utilisation mm. of the platform. But such things to me would that would jump out would be showing through some workplaces. Yeah. I mean, there are some amazing workplaces. I know we've had a number of students um, that have interned with us mm-hmm. and have managed to go and see behind the scenes of some really cool places, you know, that have got these amazing workspaces and gone oh, wow, I'd love to work there. And uh, so I think that, you know, although there is beyond the younger audience for TikTok, that's one way that could be engaging, you know, look at our back room, you know, because people aren't Mm. going to see that sort of personality necessarily on a front fascia of a building. So I think there are ways to create some personality that could be of interest to the audience. All right. So again, just going back to the different um, businesses that will be listening in here and they're thinking, I don't know, I'm not sure if TikTok is for me or not. If they were to create content, I'm a law firm, say, what's the secret to posting good content that gives me bang for my buck sort of thing, effort? Because this takes a bit of effort. Mm -hmm. This doesn't just happen. So what constitutes good TikTok content? I guess from a technical point of view, anything social media, it's about value. A little bit for free for your people is um, generally well received. Just being your authentic self. As a business, um, you're not going to be sharing the intricacies of your business online, but you know, at your core, who are you? Uh, what sort of people do you want to connect with your business? And how can you showcase what makes you guys you? So at our core, um, this platform has been for supporting and fostering central businesses. But what are the beautiful faces that we have in our community and what are the really niche little shops and spaces that people might enjoy that might not get that on a Google search? So I guess as long as you are taking the time to really come back at who you are and who you are as a business, I don't see why you would have any issue at creating content Vanessa and Vicky have the luxury, I guess, of having a lot to profile. But I mean, as a lawyer, for example, what does the day-to-day look like? What's it like for graduates who come into the scene? Um, What would it be like being an intern or what would it be like going to a networking event? All these things that feel like every day are actually of real interest to people because it's interesting and we're all a little bit nosy. I know I am. There's such a wealth of opportunities for you to profile and share. A lot of the things that we've done so far on TikTok have actually almost been like conversational engagement. It would be like somebody walking into our office and saying, you know, what's your favourite place? Or where do you recommend in the CBD? Or uh, where do you shop? You know, the things that actually often would be just general conversations are now sort of curated in a way Mm. that, that works across the platform of TikTok. But it's not a rocket science 
type of you know level of information that it is just the normal day-to-day stuff that that we get involved with or that we might have conversations about that we're basically translating online in some way. I remember um, six months ago, I've got no um, practical skills, by the way. I don't build stuff, but I was given the task of building this um, garden boxes, right, really large ones. And I remember just finding this short three-minute clip it was mine to 10, but it could have been anybody. And it was just a really well put together, here's the steps on how you do it. it maybe uh, it doesn't sound quite dynamic, but I found that content rich. You said before, right? Value. Yeah. And this gentleman in three minutes made me think, I could probably cope with this. I can do this, which I did and got it done. Um, so that's that would seem very TikTokable. Yes, right? definitely. Yeah. So as long as you're giving something away, and again, I can imagine a lawyer giving two minutes of start you off advice about a particular thing that's coming up just to alert you. So there's probably within any industry, bites of good value that you could give in a TikTok way. Most definitely. Okay. And that's probably been our biggest takeaway is our videos have got hundreds and hundreds of saves. So people are saving these and coming back to them for later and they're guiding their actual decisions, their purchasing decisions, their behaviour by this content that we have because it's a resource. Um, It's not just here for them to like and scroll by. When people go, oh, it's really rainy in Hamilton today. My kids are driving me up the wall. What are we going to do at a good price or that's suited to their, you know, unique needs? I'll just check the TikTok page. I've saved it somewhere. It's going to take me 30 seconds to look at it and I've got a day planned. And that's really, for me, as a, as someone who's been working on this, that's the biggest reward of all, that people are using this and it's actively supporting the community. Um, and that's certainly, I think, a wonderful takeaway from the page. The shops they haven't been to before that they've yes. seen come up that they've saved eh, to go oh. to one day, yeah, that they'll go and see. Mm. So is TikTok, which are bite-sized video clips, is this the future? And I'll ask it with another question. You've got these other more traditional platforms out there. Facebook is one, YouTube, I practically live there. Is TikTok having an influence on the way that other platforms are shaping up? And is it changing other platforms? Should we be paying attention to TikTok because other platforms are? From what I've been observing is that Everything's very instant now, so the videos are really important to have on your feeds because people want to just view and move along, you know. Definitely, and as someone who's constantly on these apps and making content for a bunch of different clients, if you can't put it in a short video, uh, perhaps you should think about how you can because that's where people are getting their information. And, um, I mean, you'll see your your YouTube, Mark, is now doing YouTube shorts. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, we have reels. Uh, the nature and the way that we use, physically use the apps, are leaning to TikTok. Um, and TikTok has set the tone. I mean, if you post something on TikTok, two weeks later, it's probably going to be gold on reels because they're just behind. Um, so I think it would be silly to ignore it. That's definitely an option. Actually, you're right. Uh, I have noticed I am dining out on YouTube, the short clips. And I've noticed this. Here's the thing. I'm really struggling to watch a movie now because my attention span is just shrinking. I'm actually a little concerned. But anyway, this is... This <laughs> Go is, to Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's three hours. Nice yeah. for oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm now like I'm on Netflix and I'll start the movie and I just think... And, I, and then I'm cutting to YouTube straight away because I think, oh. Oh, I just want something. Just, you know, give me that. So this is the way that people are getting their information. It doesn't sound like we're going to be 
leaving this. But here's the interesting thing, right? So TikTok, very short video clips, and people love that. And they're also, on the other hand, dining out on long-form podcasts. Mm-hmm. Two or three hours. I dine out on these things, right? I don't listen to three hours at a time. So it's interesting how we're shortening our visual attention spans, but our listening attention spans, maybe it's interesting, I was going to say eh? that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, um, I know for me personally, I've got the attention span of a gnat. Um, so I really enjoy <laughs> just scrolling and, you know, <laughs> judging and, and others. But I run or I will go to the gym or I will, you know, I've got a bit of a commute. So I'm listening. I have times when I'm listening and times where I'm just sitting there brain dead at the end of a day and, and scrolling for nothing. So I think actually the the opportunity is capitalising on these different times that suit people in their, their mixed up sort of days. Like, mm. you know, like you say, the quick visual or the longer listening, you know, it's so tied to my activity or how I'm spending my day. And actually the opportunity to reinforce through more than one platform and potentially you have got that crossover of audience sitting on more than one platform and mm. just going to see the same mm. thing and, Definitely. you know, or, or a mixed up version of the same comms, yeah. which is gold from a business perspective. Vanessa's right. And it's so tied to the way that we use our social media and use our technology every single day. Um, and that's the perfect example of why you need a really multifaceted comms plan and really multifaceted tools and the way we use our platforms. Uh, it's really important not just to have a Facebook page and say, sweet, tick that box. This way, you know, you have your podcast, you have your TikTok, you have your Facebook, whatever else that's curated, you know, suits you. But you have this crossover where you um, touch people on all these different touch points and you can stay top of mind. So it's a perfect example of how you can use your, your platforms to suit you and your business. All right. So let's just say I have a business and I'm listening to this podcast, listening to Crunch, and I think, yeah, okay. So there's need for multiple platforms, the creation of content in some kind of ongoing fashion, and I'm convinced, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm not going to do this because, you know, it just, I'm already busy. I know we need to do this. I don't have a PR department in, in the firm that I own. So how do I get going? Can I tap into people who do this for a living? You've convinced me, but now I'm stuck. I'm happy to jump in from a point <laughs> of view of, of, of that's where we were. Um, you know, we were very much like the, oh, you know, TikTok's such a big thing. We've both got children in their teens, 20s. And so we were you know, very much mindful of this platform, mindful of the audience that we could be reaching mm-hmm. for the central city, but also mindful that um, probably nobody's going to want to see our faces on TikTok or take our recommendations as such because we're not the right people to communicate that message on this platform. I very much did. Um, actually, I'd seen an article from HMC about the rise of the TikTok platform and, and how if anyone wanted to have a chat about it, if they you know were interested. And so that's what we did because we, we were very mindful that we didn't have the skill set yet to be able to know what we wanted to get from the platform or how we wanted to utilise it. We just knew we wanted to explore that opportunity. So when we were able to, to sit down and talk it through and utilise Jamie's services in the space, it actually really was gold for us to navigate what we needed from TikTok and and how to do that. And in fact, we're in a situation now where we've got a sort of a collaboration where we do some bits, not necessarily fronting it, but 
collating some parts. HMC and Jamie is collating some parts for us. And, and between the both companies now, we're, we're able to have the right amount of content going on that we're keeping ourselves relevant and ensuring that we're continuously talking to the audience. But we've actually got a bit of a skill set now, very recently, um, that we're looking to capitalise on so that we can ensure we can do our bit for the channel as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Now, Vicky, you're the marketing person for the association. Is there a plan? Are you operating to a – because you don't want to be week in and week out thinking, oh, my gosh, we've got to create something again mm-hmm. this week, which is pressure, right? Which, again, exactly. businesses are thinking like this as they're listening in now. So have you developed a plan that you're working to? Yeah, we definitely sit down and work through a plan with Jamie and um, we set, I think it's a three-month target of um, different – um, videos that we'll be putting together and um, working through those. But we're also flexible based on how they perform and what's working well. Yeah, so we definitely have a plan. <laughs> I think that's the key as well. Yes, we know what we want to do. But I mean, if you planned out six months on TikTok and you were unwilling to bend and move and change, um, you'd probably be shooting yourself in the foot because that's the nature of the app. It changes, uh, people get bored, you know, you need to be dynamic and also willing to think, okay, maybe that was wrong, maybe that's not going to be successful, but how can we be better? And that's been, I think, a strong point in our experience so far. And certainly we have changed our plan (laughs) a number of times. I mean, just to the earlier conversation about content, one of the things we always do try and think about um, within that three-month window is what's happening socially in that space, you know, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, Christmas, you know, what can we tie into the themes or the plans that we've got that can actually capitalise on that bigger theme that might be out there, which again is probably something that could be thought about for those businesses that perhaps haven't got an automatic retail experience that they can be continuously going out with. I think sort of looking at events and big things happening around the country are so important to also utilise. I might just try and wrap a few things up here just to see if I've got the gist of it. So TikTok, it's here. It's not going away. It's getting uh, larger every year. It's number four in terms of all the platforms. Probably is going to displace the others sometime soon. So short form video is definitely one key way that people are getting their content. That's one thing. All kinds of businesses can get into this. As long as, I think you said, Jamie, as long as you've got something valuable, it could be entertainment, but if entertainment's not your thing, as long as you can put something out there in a video form, in a visual way that is valuable to someone, then TikTok could be an approach, right? But you have to know that your audience is there. You've said before we need to, you need to investigate that. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit later about how do you begin to find out whether your people in your industry are on it. That's a key thing. If you do decide that they are on it, that you have something to say, that video is, the, is something you could do, uh, you don't know where to start, you can employ the help of some people who know the space really well and they'll get you up and running and you can sort of build your own skill sets from there. It's always the way, right? When you, you start something, it's deeply uncomfortable. You don't want to do it, right? Any kind of thing, whether it's just learning to get you know healthy again or learning some play guitar or whatever kind of skill – Always, always, always there's the sense of angst and discomfort. That's just the way it is. And then you work through it. And TikTok is probably just the same. All right. As we wrap this up, we're going to go around the circle. Give your one key thing for them to take away from today. Jamie, I'm going to start with you. 
Okay, uh, my key thing was think about what you want to do, uh, have a good hard look if this is something that you can maintain, uh, and if you can, I would absolutely go for it. Our clients have had fantastic results, both with the numbers, but also with the community feedback, and if you've got the time, if you've got the ability to invest in it, absolutely go for it, because it's just been a really positive experience for us. Great. Vicky? I would say, yeah, stay true to your business and um, what you're comfortable with. So even jumping on another platform, you know, you've got to have the time and the um, skills to be able to do that. Vanessa? I would say don't be afraid or concerned or write it off before you've given it a go because you don't know how to do it. I think very much sit down and have a conversation with someone that can guide you, as we did. I mean, it's so beneficial. We're certainly noticing some really positive results. But get that advice. Find out how you could make it work for you or indeed not. You know, it may not be the right platform, but have that conversation. Don't be afraid to come and talk to somebody, ring up HMC and say, you know, I need help or I want to consider this. It may or may not be right. I think um, having that expert advice to guide you and then you work out how to put your own individual flavour to it is incredibly beneficial. It's good advice. Okay. Hey, well, what we do with Crunch, we always finish with a lunch-themed quickfire question, and it's this. It's Well, it's three kind of questions all bunched into one. If you could have any food for lunch anywhere in the world with anyone sitting on the opposite end of the table, opposite side of the table, what would you eat? Where would you eat it? Who would join you? Vicky, go. Mine would definitely be a seafood meal, and it would be in Greece, and Robbie Williams would be sitting across from (laughs) me. Robbie. All right. (laughs) That's me. Nice. Vanessa. I'm going for beer in Hollywood (laughs) with some people that I think would be really fun to hang out with. Um, Case in point, again, I have a masculine theme here, but Ryan Reynolds, Brad Pitt, (laughs) Matt Damon, George Clooney, because I think that they seem so entertaining to have a few beers and maybe a bowl of chips with them. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be great. Loving that. That sounds ideal. Okay, um, mine's a bit different. I would have lunch with my sister. I would have anything cheese, hummus, cracker dip related and it would be where my sister is at the moment which is she's just frolicking around Barcelona so that would be my um, dream lunch rotation at the moment. Hey well thank you so much Vicky, Vanessa, Jamie for uh, joining us today. I think it's been enlightening. If you've joined us and you want to find out a bit more just hit the subscribe button and you can find out more information. I think that will take us to also to the website, to the HMC website, right? I sure will. Okay, so if you want to get in touch, find out a bit more, it's really easy. I think you just click buttons now and it just takes you places. It's Shocking such, stuff. I know, it's on the interweb. It's so, so Yeah, it's a brave new world. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Crunch Podcast, brought to you by New Zealand PR agency, HMC. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss our next episode. We'll see you next time.